The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. Now, Crufts, the world's largest dog show, kicks off in Birmingham today, and the Irish Kennel Club's flagship show happens over the St. Patrick's weekend. So this is the season to discuss pedigree dogs and the pros and cons which we might highlight. Pete Wedderburn, uh, Pete the Vet, is with me now. Pete, good morning and welcome. Good morning. So, Crufts, uh, it's all about pedigree dogs in competition, but it's also a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more than just the pedigree dogs, actually. I, I know that's what we always talk about because that's probably the, the most visual and also the most controversial in recent years. But there's also some really interesting dog stuff. There's a huge commercial exhibition. You can buy absolutely anything from beer for dogs to Prosecco for for um, those nice canine evenings with your little mate and then um, bakeries. There's bakeries making <laughs> on-the-spot stuff and everything you can buy for dogs is there. And as well as that, you've got um, interesting activities like um, agility classes for dogs, these scent ones where they, dogs follow scents and lots of dogs doing demonstrations of medical detection, um, assistance dogs. There's lots of interesting stuff mm. relating to dogs there. Now, how did pedigree dogs come about? Because mm. there were always pedigree dogs, very different kind of dogs, segmented. They kind of evolved, I suppose, and and they evolved for particular purposes. So if somebody wanted a guard dog, they'd choose, a do- they, they'd choose to, to breed from dogs that looked like dogs that would be fierce and they'd bark a lot, and then they'd breed those with other ones that are a bit like that, and eventually um, they get a dog that was that was like a German Shepherd, perhaps, and then um, somebody might choose, they might go hunting with dogs, and they might spot that some kinds of dogs were better than others um, at, at doing particular things, like retrieving or setting or whatever. And so they breed dogs that had those particular skills, and so on and so on. So what happened over time was then they, 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 they discovered that they'd kind of almost accidentally created lines of dogs that were quite unique. And so kind of in the in, in the 19th century, people began to cop, cotton on to this and say, well, look, the, we've got these breeds. Um, let's let's um, let's make a big thing of this. And so they started to have the first dog shows. And then people would bring along these dogs and they'd show them to see which one is the, the, the most fabulous creature. Yeah. And then they got a bit more, uh, I suppose, technical about it. And they said, well, rather than just saying what's the most fabulous creature, let's say Let's say this particular breed should look exactly like this. So um, they so did a, what's a, a breed standard. And then the dog that would win would be the one that was closest to the breed standard. Um, and, and then it became competitive and people get, people get terribly worked out worked up about it when, when they're involved in, in, in this business. Um, and it, it's become a, a huge thing. There's now hundreds of breeds and all sorts of exotic creatures. And this is all fine when the dogs were fit for purpose. So you've, you've got your wonderful guard dog and your wonderful hunting dog. But then what happened was they started to focus on this breed standard and on, on, on essentially the physical appearance of the dog. And that became fundamentally the key thing. And so they began then perhaps to neglect some of the other aspects such as top class health of the dog. And by its nature, pedigree dogs involve inbreeding because what happens is you if you have a pedigree dog that means that you can only the parents have to be pedigree dogs and their grandparents have to be pedigree dogs so you you're saying we're only going to breed from this select pool of individual dogs so you're not getting gen- genetic diversity so you lose diver- the diversity that goes on the human race for example you don't get in 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 pedigree dogs you, you all you do is you get just 
that particular group of dogs. And so you're concentrating the genes, which is good if you want to have dogs with a particular type of floppy ear or a particular type of angle of the tail because you're choosing those genes. But what you're also doing accidentally, an unintended consequence, you're choosing genes that make some diseases more common. Um, And so that means that for every single pedigree breed, if you said to me, what's more common in that breed? I could tell you because we know, we know from the data of of looking at what goes wrong with with dogs, um, that some breeds are prone to certain illnesses. And some of those are relatively benign, um, but some of them are life changing and life limiting. Um, Like flat coated retrievers die uh, prematurely from cancer because it's genetic, genetically um, caused. Um, If you want, therefore, a dog that will have a good and happy life, uh, a mongrel, a mixed breed would Mm. be best. Um, And uh, I I suppose the reason for that is, again, genetic diversity. Yes, much more genetic diversity in mixed breeds. So, yes, um, they would be healthier generally. The downside of them is they're a bit less predictable. The positive side of pedigree dogs is you know what you're getting. If you want a white, fluffy small dog, then choose a Bichon or a, or a, or a um, whatever, a little yeah. Shih Tzu. But every dog can so, mate with every other dog, isn't that so? Big yeah. or small, they're all dogs. There's almost like a myth that, that somehow these, these pedigree dogs are special and unique, um, and so they are, but they can still breed with each other. So you can, I heard recently about a Jack Russell being bred with a St. Bernard. Now, that's not recommended by any means, but it's technically possible, and some people think it's good. And there's no doubt that if you have a a serious problem with inherited disease in some breeds, or not just inherited disease, but with weird conformation like these flat-faced brachycephalic dogs. If you bring in um, a bit of crossbreeding, a bit of outbreeding, that's really good for the health of some of these dogs. But the pedigree dog people don't like it very much because they feel it contaminates the breed. All right, now loads of questions coming in. Our cat is one-year-old. Every time I pick the cat up, he bites me. Is he playing with me or just doesn't like me? He's a good-natured cat and likes to play. Is there anything I can do to stop him biting? That's from Amy. Amy, I think the best thing you can do is learn about cat body language. Because Cats do what they want to do, uh, but they are quite predictable. So before your cat bites you, it's very likely that he does some other things that you're not quite recognising, such as he he probably flattens his ears a bit, his tail probably twitches a bit. He's probably saying to you with his body language, I like you and I want to play with you, but I don't really want you to touch me. So if you can learn to to recognise what he's saying to you, you can then preempt that and back off a little bit rather than just launching forwards and touching him. Uh, My children want to get a tropical fish tank. I know nothing about fish or the upkeep. Any advice would be terrific on a starter fish tank. My instinct would be to start with simply cold water fish. Like I think a a, a goldfish, two goldfish and a tank, um, it's it's great. There's minimal, minimal work involved, but they're still very appealing and attractive creatures. Having said that, you don't get the same range of colours and shapes and exotic nature of of tropical fish. Um, So like a, a tank with these little neon fish zipping around is really quite exciting um, I really I think I'd, I'd be saying to you go along to your local pet shop and one stocks lots of fish and talk to them they're usually very good at giving out advice uh, 10 days ago my 9 year old cockerel suddenly lost balance and use of his legs at first I thought his time was up and went to the vet had fluids antibiotics he's in with me and he's eating pooing and otherwise looks alert and good uh, any ideas would hate to have to let him go that's from Barry Suddenly lost balance and use of his legs. What sort of creature is he? A cocker. Mm. Well, yes, there's lots and lots of causes of that. Brain disease is common in in, in dogs. Um, Elderly dogs, 
if they suddenly lose wonder, their balance... I wonder, it says cockerel here. Could it be a, 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 a male? I thought you said cockerel first yeah, time around, then you said cocker. Yeah. Is it a bird? It's a bird, I'm told. Yeah, it is a bird, not, <laughs> a, a, not bird. a cocker. A cockerel. Okay. Um, uh, well... A um, drunken cockerel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> listen, diseases don't respect species, so whatever humans can get and dogs can get and cats can get, so can generally birds. So... Goodness only knows what's going on in that little bird's brain, um, but it does sound like there's something affecting his balance. It, whether it's a blood clot or a or a or an infectious disease or a tumour, that the person has done the best thing by going to the vet to get the get professional advice on it. And after that, it's just a case of nursing the animal. And you know, um, I suppose the key thing for me with animals with with any illness, but especially with neurological type illnesses, is the rate of progress. So if the bird is getting better day by day by day, or at least week by week. If you can see an improvement, then great, carry on. If you get the stage where things are static, and let's say two weeks have gone by and the bird is still recumbent and not making any progress at all, then the prognosis will be very bad indeed. Um, all right, yeah. well, Pete is going to continue answering more of your questions on Facebook Live in a couple of minutes' time, uh, a couple of Dobermans who are not well at the moment. But if you want to get involved, visit facebook.com forward slash Newstalk FM. Pete, thank you very much. 